Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. And I'm Leslie. Kelly and I have been friends for well over a decade, and it all started when we met in the belly dance community. We've traveled together, danced together, and helped each other through the highs and lows of life. In this season, we're unpacking our experiences around the community in which we met. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and join in the journey. Hey, before we get started, we wanted to note a few things. We are publicly unpacking to help others do the same, see the dirty laundry, and see the process. We are here to uplift women and all people. We are not here to belittle or degrade how someone, specifically another woman, behaved or the choices they have made in the past. Understand we are all at different places of unpacking. So come where you are. We ask you to take the discussion as a casual convo over drinks with a friend. You may not like all you hear and you may become uncomfortable. Just take care of yourself. And if it becomes too much, just stop the podcast and walk away. We're looking to start the conversations, not the fights. And finally, we use some adult language in this podcast. So you might want to use headphones. All right, let's get started. Hello again. Welcome, everyone, to episode three. I'm Kelly. And I'm Leslie. And today we are talking about the very light topic of capitalism and consumerism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. So Kelly and I like spent some time trying to figure out definitions just to kind of lay groundwork. So looking at capitalism, right, that's a newer term that came out with the whole industrial revolution, along with words like socialism and consumer, uh, communism, excuse me, consumerism's Kelly's. But um, capitalism is basically the economic system where private individuals rather than governments own property and business. So there's a lot tied to the individual or the company being treated like an individual. So that's kind of where we're going to take capitalism And Kelly, do you want to, what was consumerism? Where did you find? Consumerism, this is from my Google search. Yeah. Uh, Consumerism is the idea that increasing consumption of goods and services purchased in the market is always a desirable goal and that a person's well-being and happiness depends fundamentally on obtaining consumer goods and material goods. Possessions. (laughs) Oh my God. And what's interesting, really, consumerism only kind of probably exists. Let me think about this. Could it only exist in capitalism? Right? Because socialism is the community owning, right? Yep. So really, it's people buying from people. So that's where the two, we're doing the two together because I think there's a relationship with the two, right? Consumerism. Yeah. Yeah, there is a relationship there. And one of the things that has been killing me since we did our pre-show talk is the whole happiness issue. This idea that you can buy yourself to happiness. Right. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing it's built off, right? Yeah. You're not good enough. Gosh, darn it. And and that echoes back to the previous two episodes. Oh, do you see how we're weaving a story with yeah. this whole thing? And one of the things that we talked about, too, was that you got to be sad and angry <laughs> mm-hmm. in order for it to work. Right. You know, and or, it doesn't bring happiness or at least at indifferent, all. you know. Right. Right. It's interesting because I was doing some reading on the diet industry, and I think they people spend sixty. I want to say sixty billion dollars a year on diet industry. Yeah, because you know if we lose those extra ten pounds, I'll just be happier. I just think about like all the money we put into that. If you'd put that just into preventative healthcare, nothing exactly. It could be that, or it could just be like. I don't know. You wouldn't have to. I feel like sometimes we work for the dollar so that we get right. You. Yep. We work to have time off versus we work to live. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, again, this is an issue where it's like spider webs in the brain because right. I, oh, yeah. I just go to so many different things. Like one of you know one of the, one of the things we talked about is the the happiness and then you're uh-huh. you know you're earning to be able to uh-huh. live and then yep. there's the whole diet industry thing like where you know yep. you 
expend right. energy to earn money. And then yep. where are you, you know, is, are you expending the energy right. in a meaningful way, I guess? Yep. It's a snake eating its own tail kind of con- concept to me, right? Because yeah. you're making money so that you can take care of yourself, but to take care of yourself because you're not good enough, right? And gosh darn it, I'm not nice enough or whatever, yeah. right? I've got to buy more stuff. Oh, then I got to keep working. So it's this weird cycle of just, and we've all been there. I mean, oh my God, like it's just everything. And I think in the belly dance speaking specifically belly dance, right? Like there's so many ideas of it when we, you and I were chatting pre-show, right? It was like every event. Sure. It's great that there were vendors there. God, that's great. You know, it's cool. It's an aspect of our dance. Like we have to have a certain look. It's part of the aesthetic, right? Of being on stage, but it's like, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've seen people buy stuff and then never, ever see them wear it. And it's just like, why did you do that? Like, what is going on? Like, why do you have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars that you know, to get somewhere. And like the cost of getting to that event could be, you know, thousands of dollars already. Now you're spending another thousand dollars on costuming and stuff. It's just crazy town. Like for that price, I could go to France for like a month (laughs) and, you know, eat really nice and have some good wine. You know, it's crazy that we were doing this. We did this or we all do this for dance. So it's just this interesting, like peel back, like what was driving it. So yeah. Well, and I think too, like, you know, it's that old adage, adage, I guess that's how you say that word. Uh, mm-hmm. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I know. I know. And, and, you know, it's what it was, what was fueling you at the time. Right. Totally. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. No. Like when we talk, our next episode is about community. So part of that, talk about webbing the weave, right. Or weaving the web. There's the way to say it. <laughs> Right? It's, Woo, haven't it's, had coffee yet. It's Mercury retrograde, man. Ugh. We're going to get through this. I'm going to make my own phrases up. <laughs> but um, I mean, part of it is we wanted to belong. So to belong, we spent money to be with the people we wanted to belong with, which gets even totally even weirder, oh, right? Like, yeah. And nasty. The, the pay to play. That was one of the other things. That was yeah, one of the other things. Right. that. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the other things that came up during that was like when we were you know working all of this out was like back yeah I was like oh yeah the pay to play and several times it's happened you and I have had this conversation yep and I've had this with other uh dancers that I've just been friends with in the community of like yeah do we have to do an event can't we just like rent cabins on a lake somewhere and just go hang out I know I know like, I know. I'd rather spend the money on that. Like, we don't don't even do the stress of a show. We'll just have a bonfire and we'll just dance. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Because we got lost in that hole. And you wanted to support people's events. This is the weird part. Oh, and yeah. again, we'll peel this back when we talk community next time. But we're all trying to help each other. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, that's the other piece of this too, right? Is belly dance. These shows were for belly dancers. Like we weren't really expanding our market. So we're basically kind of circling around ourselves, paying to be with each other and paying to, you know, support each other when we're really not expanding out the market. Yeah. It's like Speaking we're all capitalism. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're all circulating the same $20 bill. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Actually, that would have been a funny test. God, put oh. like your name on it or something and see where it lands. No, oh my God. Because it would end up in the bank eventually because <laughs> we don't use dollars anymore. But yeah, it's it's crazy what, when I think about it, it's just really tough. I mean, I know what it's like to put on events. We I've done them before too. It's really expensive. But you yeah. know what's interesting talking through that? When I used to do Bohemian Grove, I mean, the intent of that was just to get people together. So it was super dirt, butt-ass cheap. Mm-hmm. It was like $5 for entry and then $5 for every 45-minute workshop you took. It was a wonderful it, event, too. It was so fun. <laughs> well, I called it the Walmart effect, right? Because because it was so cheap, more people came, more people bought, more people taught. Mm-hmm. And everybody made... I, it's funny as I've talked to a few people like, that was the best paid event I ever taught at. And like, that's a really sad thing to hear. Like, you know, I only charged people for $5 for your workshop, yet I had, you know... 60 people in it for you. You know what I'm saying? It was really crazy. 
And it wasn't a pay to play or, I mean, you were paying to get in the door to help cover some of the fees that we had. Yeah. But five bucks, five bucks. So anyways, it's just, it's interesting. And I get the events. They're not that cheap. I mean, the reason I could do that was I was doing it in my backyard, right? Or was able to find somebody who happened to have a park. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that worked out great too, but it's tough because it's so expensive and everybody wants to hang out and that's the thing. Well, it's tough. And that's part of the trade-off with the elevating of the art form. Right. Right. You know? Yep. And I don't know if we're gonna talk about that this episode. Yeah. But I mean, I know that well, actually, one of the things I think we were gonna talk about this episode is the cookie cutter factory that yeah. you get th- that we all entered. When we started to do this and it seemed like there was a formula and I know I didn't come up with this because I've seen this. uh, I've been seeing this online for like years where people are like, you start taking some classes, you feel really good about yourself, you end up performing in a show and then you keep and then you start going to events and then you start performing at events and then you start teaching at events. Yep. And then your goal is to become like mid-shelf or top-shelf level right. dancer. And anything beneath that is like, oh, no, we, we don't do that here. This is the formula. You have to follow it. You can't just like enjoy this shit. Like you got to make no. some money. You got to make a name. exactly. Because remember, a, a name is currency yeah. as well. Oh, totally. Totally is. And the tricky part is, is it's expensive to do all that. So when you look at the cookie cutter, if you added that all up, I mean, that's why people started thinking they had to make a name, right? Like, it's amazing. I don't hear knitters sitting around talking about like, I'm going to become the top tier knitter. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, like, so I'm not, I mean, obviously there's something in this hobby. I will call it that, right? We all got into it for some yeah, level of enjoyment. And then we became professionals in some capacity. But it's interesting that transition from true enthusiast to professional because is a tough one because it's not mm-hmm. you got you got a lot of dues to pay. And I do mean dues, like financially speaking. Yeah. So oh yeah. yeah, completely. And then that harkens back to what we were talking about in the first episode. Mm-hmm. with certifications right. and just accessibility in general. And right. there's that whole like, there's probably amazing artists out there that will never, will never know Ever who know. they are because they, well, and you know, they either don't want that kind of level of attention right. or it's just not accessible to them. The other thing that capitalism and consumerism deals with too, and you and I talked about this, I know at length one time at Uki, <laughs> probably like a year or two ago was scarcity, right? I mean, Ugh. it's not only about being unhappy, it's about scarcity and making you think that, well, if you don't get out there and do this, you can be the only one who does this. So I'm going to pick on you. Like Kelly, if you don't get out there and teach your skirt, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else is going to come out there and get it, you know? And it's just like, Oh my God, who, a who cares? Yeah. B there's enough of us to go around. Like, don't, worry about that. And that scarcity drove my life for so long outside of even dance where, Mm -hmm. and it makes everything a competition and not a positive competition. So, I mean, you have to peel it back and kind of think through like, am I really, am I really upset not to be doing this or am I upset because I'm not going to get an opportunity? Right. Like yeah. that goes to your cookie cutter piece. Right. It's like, am I the whole FOMO thing? Like, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't be there. It's like, you know, and there is a truth to it. People are upset to not be there because you're not going to see the people, you know, and love and care for. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's this also, if I'm not there, I'm not going to be seen. I'm yep. going to become obsolete really quick. Uh, there's only so many spots available for this show. If I give up my spot, then, oh my God, I'll never get in again. There's scarcity all over the place. So it's this horrible spiral down to ickiness you know yeah so well in the and also the i've got to be in the big show yeah right right no i just love what you said about scarcity because and saying this might get me in trouble (laughs) Mm. 
But <laughs> but uh, it was a few years ago that when I started to just get really, I, I started to get really tired with yeah. everything. And yeah. I, it might have been you that I think it was you that I said this to, and it might have been around our scarcity conversation. Mm-hmm. But I said, I feel like it's a bunch of people trying to knock each other down to get to the top of a very small hill. Totally, totally. Big fish in a little pond. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm kind of tired of this. And right, right. I was listening to, I think I, I was listening to Hysteria, which is a, a mm-hmm. podcast I listen to weekly. And uh, it's like an all woman podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about women being shitty to other women because there's only so many slots. You for and I have women. This so many times. And yep. there's and there's so many only so many slots for BIPOC women too. Yeah, right. Right. So right. You know So think about that. Let's peel that back because ooh. that's a that's a spot I always hear is that women are always competing. And I actually have done a lot of reading on that piece of it that it it kind of comes from again, it's all the scarcity that somebody and who's at the top of all this scarcity? Patriarchy. Right. right. <laughs> so patriarchy makes us think that we're always in competition because, well, we got to be the prettiest to get the best mate, right? Yep. To breed the best kids, to have the best house, to have the best this. And so we can't look at each other legitimately and go, wow, you're really good. And you know what? I'm really good too. And we're okay together. Like it's this weird yeah. kind of, you can't have to your point, two spots at the top. And it's kind of funny when you said that the whole, like we're banging each other off for one spot at the top. It's like, who said there had to be one spot at the top? Mer. Yeah. Like who yeah. made that decision? Like, that's the part I don't understand is where, why we're all thinking it's only one spot. And yeah. is it because we spiral around and eat our own tail, right? Yeah. Like we, we keep our community so tight. We perform and everything is about the people in the belly dance community that if that community doesn't get bigger. Yeah. We can't make more money from each other. So, which also means that you got to make it more accessible. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I, I keep thinking with what you were just said, I keep thinking of Gloria Steinem where she was just like, there doesn't yeah. need to be a hierarchy. We can actually all stand in the circle together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know it's just really weird. And when I've had conversations with with other dancers of the, can we yep. just like go to a lake house and like hang out? It's it is yeah. that level of exhaustion because like yeah. one of the one of the beautiful things that I have experienced since being a part of this community since what two thousand three two thousand four is when I started, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that I have made really kick ass connections with people. Oh yeah. Totally. And I want to totally. see them and I want to hang out with them. And the ev- right. and it seems like right. we we start to say to each other, I'm sorry I didn't really get a chance to see you this time. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. like the event starts to get in the way of the connections yeah. exactly. that you've made. It used to make the connections and now it's in the way of the connections. Yeah. So what changed in that? Yeah. No, it's interesting. And it's, I was going to add earlier was that the people I know who've left dance, they left and they leave usually, I'm not going to say angry. That's probably an overstatement, but they're usually just kind of, to your point, sad and tired. They're like, I'm done dealing with the spiral. Like they start, they can't put words to it, but every single one of them I hear is like, I spent so much time and so much money and I need to just step back and take care of me. And it's like, wow. So we're like consuming ourselves. Like that's horrible. Like that's something we're not taking into an account when we talk about capitalism, consumerism, right? We're thinking just buying more costumes, buying more, you know, workshops, but we're actually eating ourselves too, in some capacity. Yeah. Because our time is, our time is sadly in a capitalist society, our time is money. And then you wonder why people question this stuff all the time, right? And it's becoming more and more, I think you and I hear it more and more because the people we know, we're all around the same point, right? Like we've all been doing this the same amount of time, you know, and then you see the fresh newbie and they're so excited. You're like, oh, you're so cute. But no, it's, it's just where you are at it, right? We've done so much. Yeah. And then you kind of have to go, meh, what else is there? I don't know. So. 
and that was the, that was the other thing that we talked about was the what does it mean now? Right. You know, right. because like we get to this level of like because you and I have both had our things where we've just yep. been like taking a step back. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I've taken a step so far back. I'm like out of the yeah. auditorium now. I'm yeah. like doing yep. other shit. Exactly. I still dance every day. But not the same, not the same way at all. No, not the not the same way. And I gotta say, it actually feels more genuine and more yes. organic than it used to. Not that what yes. I did before wasn't. It's just no. that it's evolved in a different way for me. Right. Right. And yeah, no, I hear you. You know, the currency now is meaningfulness when it comes right. to when it comes to experiences right. and when it comes to doing it. And I think. I think this is one of the things where it's just like, we don't necessarily have a solution for this one. <laughs> no, no, it's, I think every, yeah, I think everybody just has to analyze where you are and what, maybe how you're contributing to it, right? Like, that's kind of where I've stepped back is like, what was I doing to contribute to it that I could maybe stop, right? Like, yeah, how do I, how do I stop adding to the consumerism? Like, it, it's just kind of getting creative with it. So, you know, thinking through like paying to play, it's like, well, maybe I don't need to play. Maybe I can just go watch, you know, or maybe, uh, maybe it needs to go somewhere else so other people can see it. I don't know. I'm just like, you have to sit back and think, you know, what did I do to add to it? Yeah. So, well, and when you said get creative, it just like sucked me back to a, a memory of, mm -hmm a choice that I made. I, I had been making this choice like for several yep. years to do different pieces rather than like yep. a skirt piece. And yep. I remember, and uh, it was for tribal rev 2017. And I had also first uh, done this at an event called the glint shout out to the glint mm -hmm. um, that I would do a, I did a moving meditation <laughs> Yep. That was based yep. off of the major arcana because that's something I'm really into. And there were a few people who were willing to learn this via video and get on stage right. with me. This meant that I was doing something completely different. Yep. Not what, yep. you know, people became to expect of me. Yep. And then, too, it was in the Thursday show because that was the more affordable one because you have to buy so many classes in order to be able to perform and da 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 da, da. So I was like, just going to do the Thursday show. It doesn't. Yep. I had really gotten to this place of like, I don't really give a shit. Right. I want to do something different and I want to do something that's meaningful. And I thought it would be cool to like, instead of doing like a solo piece to, I mean, I put a shout out, like, who would like to join me on this journey? Right. And a few people were like, I think that's pretty cool. I'd like to do that. And I was like, cool. And I just, yeah, I just remember being in this place of like, I just want to do something different. I don't really care that it's not in the big show. I don't really care. That's not right. what I really do. I just want right. to do something that I really feel in my right. bones. Right. Well, I think that's where you have to step back as like, if you are, mm, I mean, how do you contribute to it? So like, if you're an event person or you are a vendor or you are a consumer, right? Like, how do you peel each piece of that back, right? How do I, as the participant of an event or the purchaser from a vendor contribute to it, right? I mean, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like as an event person, is there a way that I can go back to where it used to be, right? Like yeah. where people felt that it wasn't such a big event. It was feeling like, I think we just got so big, you know, like we had, and I'm not trying to say, cause this is the funny part. There were so many events, right. Which was yeah. fine, but they were getting all so big because the same people were going to the same flipping events. So it's kind of like, what's going on, right? Like there's nothing new coming out. So how do you get that to become more creative and, and a spark that's interesting, right? I mean, that's kind of my, my question out there, right. To not for me to answer or anything, just kind of to process. It's like, how do I, how do, how do we take all these events? And well, there, there was, uh, there's two people that I can think of 
Well, actually, and so I'm going to talk about what I'm going to use waking Persephone as an example. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Tempest stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tempest. And I, I miss yeah. that event. It's been coming up in my Facebook yep. memories and I love it. Yep. But um, I love that she was just like, no headliners. Yeah, no, totally. This and it was yeah. it was amazing because I was just like, I got to take like all of these different classes from all of yeah. these different people. Exactly. And it exactly. was it was different types of it yeah. was different types of stuff. I took the well, you and I both did Artemis's uh-huh. class, uh-huh. Uh, which was like a um, it was like a ritual dance class. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I took a then I took a class for like a, a water witch class. <laughs> and right. then, you know, I right. took from a, a, a woman who also did Rachel Bryce's she was certified at some level she was she she could teach it and she like but showed her own version of how she was using it I mean it was just like this breadth so what's interesting about that is Tempest's intention right was to just have it be like a summoning right just a bunch of people kind of coming together so I think it's if if you're looking at the intention if your intention is to be the next king maker right Mm -hmm. or queen maker you're going to you know what I'm saying? Versus, yeah. versus I just want a bunch of people that I like to hang around with and I want to see what everybody's doing. That changes the intention of it. And it changes how people participate too. Like, I think I always say I can tell events or shows that are run really well. They're usually a reflection of the person putting them on. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the ones I tend to like, it's like, okay, I can totally tell your intent is not to be showing off, not to be doing that. You're trying to help people come together and have a good time. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's interesting when you kind of look back at that, you can tell for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who was the other one besides Tempest? Oh, I was thinking of uh, Uki Spooky where there would be like a yeah. headliner, but Sarah would always have local people. Yeah. And exactly. Uh, Tribal Rev would do that as well, where they would have their headliner people, their, yeah. I guess what you would call mid-range people, but then they would yeah. always have like someone, someone yeah. locally, you know, yeah. so you did get that. So you did get that div- diversity, if you will. Yeah. I think that's this tricky, interesting step is local versus national, international too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. local is really try truly is trying to stick with all the local people and having local, you know, but then it's like, I don't want to be so exclusive that I'm not inviting people who want to come from outside, right? Like, it's yeah. like, so it's hard because you, you, yeah, you got to figure out who your community is, which we'll talk in the next episode. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but I think that's where it went is as things got bigger and became more national, it started to lose its local flair, which I think is a shame because every area had its own kind of flavor to what it was doing. So based off of who was kind of teaching there, which is always interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it used to be, too, that like, you know, local shows started to Mm -hmm. disappear when the big events started to just kind of swallow everything up. The Walmart effect. Yeah. The other way Walmart affects it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mom and pop shops go away. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a local belly dance show here in Milwaukee in years. Yeah. You know? Well, and now with COVID, what's funny is everybody's like, well, we'll just pre-record and you can have anybody in the world, which is cool. But at the same point, isn't really helping your local community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're now your community is just kind of this larger scope. And I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm just saying I've noticed that, right? Like shows are showcasing people from everywhere. Fantastic. But then it's like, hmm, then you're kind of losing out on, you know, your local base of people, too. So. Yeah. It's it's really interesting because uh, in the astrology community, <laughs> yep. uh, the, the person that I got my certification from is Chris Brennan. And one of the things that he really touts is, you know, you can go to these big astrology events. Right. But you have to find your local people. 
Exactly. Like find the local yeah. groups that you can yeah. meet with people in person right. on a regular basis to talk to about this community. stuff with. You know, yeah. you build a community. Now with COVID, yeah, yeah. it's a little it's eh, yeah. it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But we're gonna have to start learning to live with this, right? That's the yeah. thing. Like so Well, and yep. also too. You know, what I thought, uh, I'll bring it back to the NORWAC, the uh, Northwest Astrology Conference. Yep. Um, yep. What was so cool about that was that, you know, for for people who from around the world who could not come to Seattle, who could not afford to come to Seattle, well, yeah. because it was online, now they can now they could do right. it. Right, right. You know, so there is yep. there is something to. Right. this technology and making it more affordable and accessible yeah. for people. So that's right. good too. And what I hope to see in the future is like, you know, both of those things. Right. Right. Yeah. That's going to be the balance going forward is how do you still, you know, have a local base, you know, because you can eventually we'll still be able to go out, but yeah, I think consumerism too, kind of like laying off the events for a minute and thinking about like, the actual, we, we were talking earlier about the aesthetic, right? So there's become something too with your co your costuming and even what you wear outside of your costuming, right? Like oh, everybody's yeah. got to have, you know, if you don't have this shirt, then you're not part of the kids club, you know? And, and it's hard because you want to support vendors, like for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I know it got some weird stuff went down, you know, when people were starting to sell similar items that got really weird. Yeah. You know, talking similar belts or similar pants or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, guys, like, again, it, it starts getting into that scarcity model, right? Like there's a belt is a belt is a belt. And I get it. Each person's going to have their own aesthetic on it. And I think that's where you can leave it alone. Like you don't, yeah, you can't yeah. be like, sorry, this is the only person who can make belts. Nobody else can make them, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I remember hearing nightmare stories of people getting accosted by others yeah. saying, well, what are you doing making that? That's what so-and-so makes. And you can't make that, you know, you're stealing their idea. It's like, Ugh, we're all wearing belts. What are you talking about? <laughs> <gasps> yeah. So it's really weird and we got to be careful. And it gets down to like, what does it feel off of scarcity? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause there are only so many of us that were going to buy them. But on top of it, it's like competition within ourselves. It's like, God guys, like lay up, like, yeah, you kind of have to, I don't know, there's this weird balance that has to go on. But that, that was always a really icky thing mm -hmm. to always watch mm -hmm. kind of going down. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, you know, the also seeing like the latest craze. Oh, I know, right? What's the next thing? And you could tell, I always love that when you go to an event, and you see 20, you know, at the beginning, You'd see nobody wearing something. And then at the end of the event, like three days later, everybody's wearing it to their workshops, which mm -hmm. always makes me, I'm going to just say it like, sure. I'm pretty confident. I was stupid and wore silly things when I used to go to events, right? Oh, yeah. like, I must wear these pants with this shirt and then this, 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 because I have to look this way. And now I'm like, oh my God, how stupid. If I'm wearing my sweatpants with a hole in the ass, don't give a flying rat's butt yeah. because that's still going to be a fine pair of pants to wear to a workshop. You know, it's like we, as belly dancers, like we not only dress, we have to dress off stage. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, because it's, a, you know, because you know, it's, a, it's a lifestyle sort of thing. I know. I you know. know. <laughs> but it's funny. Is it really your lifestyle when you have to force yourself to put those clothes on? Like, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's interesting. I laugh because like right now all I wear are yoga pants. Why? Because they're comfortable. Right. Yeah. We're all also working from really home. Well, me. not all of us. Exactly. But. Most. Yeah. Some of us are. Some of and us then are. makes it really easy when I want to go exercise. I've got my yoga pants on. I have no excuse. Yeah. But, you know, you can see it in the yoga world, too, as is this whole like, well, if you don't have these pants, if you do not have Lululemons, you do not be, get to be yogi. You know, that kind of thing. It goes on there, too. It's just amazing how we've, you know, said a certain aesthetic has to be purchased to be one of the club. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And I think that's, I think that you see that in all genres. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. or maybe For not sure. all, but it's, yeah. it's there. You yeah. Know? It's funny though. So like, you have to kind of question like me, I don't know, maybe I don't like those pants, <laughs> you know, 
And especially if you are not of the regular sizing person, if you are a yeah. short person, tall person, fat person, you know, good luck buying anything consumer anyways. I mean, that was always a challenge. Yeah. Um, I always had a hard time buying like melodias or whatever because I'm I'm short. <laughs> yeah. They'd be too long for you. Yeah. yeah, totally. I remember a friend of mine went to go get a belt and they got it priced because she had, you know, an over 38 inch hips or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the belt was going to be like, you know, almost $2,000. I'm like, dear God, <laughs> like that is Jesus. like a mortgage payment, you know? And it's like, you know, okay, so it starts to get really weird with when you are a vendor and your pricing is really only for one size. Now I get it. The materials, I get it. More materials needed. Right. Or for you in the melodious, less material needed, maybe different sizes. <laughs> right. But it's like, it's not accessible. Right. And I even know with the melodious, you couldn't even get them cut down. Right. Because the way the flare was, it's, you might lose the whole flare. Right. Yeah. And then why even have them? You might as well just wear yoga pants. So it's, it's interesting. So, I mean, I think when you're a vendor, you have to kind of think that through is like, if I'm going to sell these things to mm-hmm. this many sizes and make it accessible, you know? And I remember once somebody telling me like, I made a bra in a really big size. I think she did like a double D or something like that, a 40 double D or something, you know, and she put it out there and it was like three times the amount of her, you know, A's mm-hmm. and B's. Right. And then she complained to me. She goes, oh, all you fat women complain. We don't make you clothes. And then I make you clothes and nobody buys it. I'm like, because it's three times the cost. Yeah. Like, I get it. You've got three times the material maybe, but it's, it's not, this is really shitty. Like, let's think about what we're doing there. Like that's not even consumerism. That's getting into our topic. Number two we had, or whatever it was on fat phobia and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Diet culture. It's like, heesh. So it's tough. Like, you know, we, we pay this price to be in this, this aesthetic. So. Yeah. Well, and also too, like male belly dancers. Yeah. They don't got squat. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what's so irritating. It's just like you shouldn't have to yep. be, have to become a seamstress or, right. you right. know, <laughs> yeah. take out a second right. mortgage on your house to, to get. I mean, one of the thing one of the things I had to do and one and I did this largely because it was also a part of my process with dance, but yep. skirts a lot of the times they were too long for me. Now those got now those gauzy cotton skirts, I could yeah. roll them over. Yeah. But the reason I made my own 35 and then later 40 yard skirts yep. Yep. was because I needed them to be short. Yep. And I couldn't it was either going to yep. cost me a fortune to have that right professionally made Made. for me or I could just learn how to do it myself now with the 40 yard skirt (laughs) big and so the 40 yard skirt is is what is traditionally used in in Russian Romani dance and one of the things that I wanted to do was I actually I really wanted to have the experience of making the costume right I think there's something in that right because then you feel yeah, the I process mean, comes together. Yeah, because I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to feel connected to those yep. skirts that I made in that in that respect. Yep. yep. Um, so vending has always been a tough one for me. I mean, I get it. I appreciate them there, you know. And some of the things I can buy, like I could buy headpieces and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was always, 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 never, you know, able to get costume stuff. Yeah, it, it just wasn't accessible enough. I know Geisha Moth did a bunch of different sizing, and she'd do. You know, she marketed herself so crazy, but you know, yeah. at the end of the day though, then things start looking like cookie cutters then too, right? Like everybody's got this skirt, which everybody has this skirt, you know, and this belt and this type of headdress and this type of, and we're back and we're back to the cookie cutter factory of belly dance. Exactly. Exactly. Which is like, So. so when I think of like what, well, there's a lot of things I think of when I think of like nightmare capitalism, but that's in consumerism, but that's what, that's what I think of. Right. It's just the cookie cutter and then everybody competing madly for a spot that does or is rhetorically could be many. 
mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. So I think, I think like there's really no big takeaway from this conversation because it's such a, I mean, it's gone all over the place too, because of fact, it is so embedded with everything we do. Um, so I think like for me, I've had to just question, you know, when I'm feeling left out of something, is it just because I, you know, missing somebody or am I, you know, just feeling scarcity? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I going to where I'm going? Why am I, yeah. you know, questioning that I'm doing it for the right intention, right? Of either, you know, having a good time. I mean, I love performing, but I'm not gonna, like, I've got to think through, like, am I doing this to have a good time? It's become yeah. like my yeah. new, my new mantra, right? And am I helping other people mm-hmm. get inspired, right? And then how do I make it accessible for that person? Yeah. That's kind of where I peel back all these things for myself. No, I mean, I, I find that totally relatable because that's, that's how I started to look at things too. Yeah. Where, um, even, even like with what I would offer to teach, Yep. you know, like the last, the last things I've taught have not been geared towards, Right. Skirt work or Romani stuff. It's all been like the the yep. healing movement stuff that I've been yep. into now for like ever. <laughs> but yep. yeah. Yep. And I don't again, there's there's nothing wrong with going to events or anything like no, that. No, there's nothing. And there's nothing wrong with buying costume pieces. Yeah. Right? Or whatever. It's yeah. okay. Wear all the melodias you want. That's totally cool. Like I'm not Yeah. But it's it's yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's like with everything, there's, there's some, there's some problematic stuff to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when things start to feel forced, when things start to feel exhausting, when there's this, when there is this feeling of like, what are we doing here again? Like, I don't remember, like, I remember this being fun, but now I just feel like there's just these motions that I'm going through and right. now I have to take a step back and like figure out what yeah. my intent is. Right. It's funny is the best year I had just going back to costuming for a second was where I decided I'm going to have one black costume mm. and one colored costume. And that's all I'm going to wear all flipping year. So I would make a nice black costume and then I'd make a nice colored costume. I don't know what color. Let's say green. Actually, I did green one year for Third Coast. And then that's what I wore all year with those two color palettes. Mm-hmm. And I wore them out and I got to feel like I got to use them versus mm-hmm. like constantly having to have something spanking new. That's yeah. the other thing too, right? It's like we get on the stage, like, oh, I'm going to have a new costume, new costume. It's like, no, you don't. You can still wear the same old piece. Just, yeah, you know. So I, I kind of took the 30-30 approach. Or the, what is it? The three 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 approach where you have a minimalist closet? That's yeah. where my costuming went down to. You know, it's, it was very interesting. Well, and also, too, I think there, along with, like, the costuming thing, is that there's the pressure to create. Yeah. Because creation yeah. is currency as well. Like, I've got yeah. to do a new totally. piece. I can't keep doing the same exactly. piece. Which I would do that all the time. Yeah. You know, I would be like, this is the 2012 piece and this is the 2012 costume and this is just what I perform at everything. It's funny you say that. Because I was just like, I can't, you know what I mean? But I think sometimes people do feel a lot of pressure to. Oh, I can be, I can tell you, matter of fact, I went through that because I remember in 2011 making a comment to Dan, my husband, about somebody who was, you know, top tier lady. And was doing the same piece, the same costume, pretty much the same costume, but it was the same piece. And I was like, weird. Like every time I do a show, I'm constantly having to create a new piece because part of it is I do improv anyways, but blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, maybe, maybe you should just pick a piece for the year, you know? And that's kind of where that costuming and that once I came back to dance, that's what I started doing. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this song to death, you know, and like, see where it goes. You can still improv it to death, but so it's funny you yeah. say that though, because it's true. Like I was totally consumed by that, right? I was trying to put a show on at a bar and every month they wanted a show with a new piece. And I'm like, oh, and then I was like, screw yeah. this. We're going to keep some of the pieces that are the same. So, <laughs> so 
It's crazy. Well, yeah, because you might have different people coming in anyway. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, that's the thing is, I don't know how many times I've taught the same piece to different people, you know, and it, it mm-hmm. always... It always makes me laugh because I'm always like, oh, my God, I've been doing this piece since 2013. Like I re- recently did here uh, the skirt piece. And I can say that to you because oh. I think you know which one it is. Right. And I did it in 2013. OK, yeah, yeah. And we did it again like last October at a show. I They were like, we need to learn something. I'm like, well, if we've got three weeks. You could probably learn this in three weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I was like whipped it out and these guys did it. And I'm just like, holy cow, like here we are 2019, six years later, I'm still doing this stupid skirt piece. You know what I mean? Like that's how I felt because <laughs> I was just like, this is consuming my soul, you know, but <laughs> it worked out well because, you know, we can do them fast. So, anyways. yeah, 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 you're right. Creativity is definitely con- currency too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. So. I guess to <laughs> I guess to summarize yeah. everything. Yep. Because we we've been talking for almost an hour now. Yeah. And, and this thing will spiral all over the place. So good luck following it. I'm just teasing. <laughs> because there's so much to it, right? Like it's it is so at the core of every problem. It's kind of yeah. the vein. It's like when you're gonna talk about, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're going to talk about certifications, this is at the vein of it too, right? Like if we're going to talk about your personal image, this is at the vein of it too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of why we were all over, but. And also too, like when we talk about the elevation of something. Right. That right. starts to. Right. How, how do I say this? It starts to call. I mean, I hate, uh, I hate putting it this way, but it starts to call the herd. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because yep. then yep. there becomes, you know, this aesthetic that is better, yep. quote unquote, yep. better or yep. more uh, embraced by society. Right. And right. that starts to narrow things where when you were just a baby dancer <laughs> and just going to Hafla's. Yeah. Yeah. You everyone was there. Yeah. So yep. it was just a jo- it was just a yep. joyful time. Right. But then when we start and we talked about this last week and that that was the spoiler that I gave for this week when capitalism and consumerism yep. sinks its claws into something. Yeah. All it kind of starts to it's yeah. kind of starts to suck. Yep. Totally. So does. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> to be blunt. Yeah. I mean, there's good things. So, I mean, of course, everything has a good thing, right? Like it. Oh, yeah. People make a living from it. We've all had a good time. We got to meet friends across the globe. That's all cool stuff. But it's this, you know, kind of peeling back kind of the dirty underbelly of it is just. Yeah, necessary it's there. sometimes. Yeah, it's necessary to look at it. I think knowing that allows you to then approach things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Whether you change it or not, you at least know it's there and acknowledgement is the first step. So. Anyways. Well, and then I think people can start to take steps yep. for themselves as to, yeah. for themselves yep. as to what they what yep. they want to get from it. What events do you want to support? Yep. 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 And how do you want to be as a performer? Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you're going to be a performer, yeah. what kind of performer are you? That aesthetic is going to come out how you feel about it. it's going to come through and in, in how you present. Right. Are you making yourself accessible to everybody or are you trying to? you know, create a brand. There's another one we haven't talked about, but you know, are we making a brand for myself? What are you doing? So, mm-hmm. and it's okay. None of them are bad decisions. It's just knowing that that results, you know, can be interesting sometimes. You know? <laughs> but anyway, exactly. Yeah. So time to journal folks. Yeah. Get out your journals. <laughs> you got time. There's no events going on. Or if they are, they're all virtual. But yeah, maybe this is the time to think about it, right? The big rethink. Well, and and I think that's just the thing. I know that, and this has happened to me, where it's just like, oh, I can't take a step back right now. If I take a step back right now and try to really figure this out, like I won't be seen and I won't be da 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 da. And it's just like, no, it's cool. You can actually. You can actually sit something out. I mean, I did that in 2018 where I was just like, I'm not going anywhere. I did one event. I did, wait, I, I take that back. I think I did two events and they were both what I consider yep. local. Yep. And 
you know, so don't be afraid to just be like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to sit it out for a bit. That's yep. fine. So. But journal away, see where you want to be. I think just deciding, maybe meditating on what you really want mm-hmm. to get out of. If you're still in belly dance, you know, or maybe you have some healing to do over belly dance too. Maybe you've left belly dance and you need to heal on it. I think if you can sit back and kind of see this stuff, it doesn't make it as painful. You know what I'm saying? Like when you leave and you go, God, nobody remembers me. It's like, who cares? Like, do you really care? Like just sit back and kind of think through, you know? Well, and I think it is, I think it is a grieving process. I mean, I had my, I had my own grieving process with it when I, you know, well, when I was trying to fix my body, Yeah, you know, because it was something that, used to just drive me and fuel me and I was passionate about it and I loved it. And then for all of a sudden, you know, feeling like everything I built up is kind of in, in, you know, in ashes right now. Right. Was, I mean, it was, it was tough, but by the same token, I felt like, no, this is necessary. Yep. Because, you know, what is it like, you know, when the, when the universe takes something from you, just let it go because like, it's time for you to do something else. Yep. So I really, I mean, I really just had to, I really had to trust that, you know? So I think there's, I think there's that aspect to it too, of like, we have to, we have to trust ourselves and what we feel in our gut. Oh, totally. Totally. You know? Yep. Don't let the market tell you what you need to do. Exactly. So <laughs> that's a good place to leave it. Don't let the market tell you what you need to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Be in control. Well, you think that's that's it? Is that everything we I have think to say? That's it. Okay. I think so. There was a lot of shit, Kelly. I know. And we and we we pl- we like plan this one out and it's still but <sighs> you know, but that was the whole that's the whole purpose of this anyway. Is like we're right, basically right. recording our conversations that we've been having yeah. for years anyway. Totally. So well and this one's just like a you know, it's very it's very um it's very embedded in so many things. So it's mm-hmm. not an easy one you can just talk through at a at its core because it's at the it's embedded in other things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, totally totally because this whole conversation applies to so many different things yeah so i think we've said everything we need to say so uh thanks everyone for listening to our meandering conversation yeah next time we're going to be talking about the other c word community yeah that will be a fun one to peel back for sure oh yeah most definitely Mm because that that time ties into even well, it we just, just talked about it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger this thing's gonna explode <laughs> so all right see you later gang take care everyone thank you for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please rate and subscribe for more information please go to our website at the number two broads and a bottle of wine dot com You can also follow us on Instagram at the number two broads and a bottle of wine, all one word, or you can contact us at our email. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at the number two broads and bottle of wine at gmail.com. Until next time, take care.